I had to have a sticky note for a while of slow down because I talk fast. So I had to get in that. You're a quick talker. Cadence. Well, because you listen to podcasts. At two speed. At two right? speed, like so. some sort of I like rain man just like taking in information. <laughs> People talk too slow. Jeez. It's great. Well, I hope I talked fast enough. It was great. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Dan Maitland. He's a commercial producer and video director at Meticulous Image. He's in the business of telling great stories to build your brand and make you money. I can personally attest to his ability as he is the power behind a lot of our videos here at Applied Software. So I'm excited to jump right into the conversation. This was a special episode. It was in person with Dan. Enjoy the conversation. All right, here we go. Actually, let me see. It's in person. I, I don't have my normal. Routine. This is it. I usually have my clock up so I can see. We're tangible. Like, rush. <laughs> we're not virtually meeting. We're actually it's in the same space, which is live and in person. It's been a long time for you. Um, Two and a half. Oh, no. What's well, February? What are we in? May? May. Two years, two months. I can do that math. Did you enjoy the separation from or do you really, you know, because it's a podcast medium, so therefore it's not it's not completely necessary to be in the same space at the same time, but I mean, there's, it's been great being on zoom. Cause you get to, a you get to talk to so many more people than mm. what you would be able to in person. It makes it easier to talk to people all around the world. We've had people from Australia come on mm -hmm. the show too. Well, I would love a trip to Australia. It's probably not super cost effective we'll get to go to Australia <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, but yeah, it's been great. I think it's a lot of fun to people are more relaxed too, as a general rule in their own space, mm -hmm. little habitat. Yeah. Where you come in here and you see that red light pop on and yeah. kind of freaks people. Well, out, I'm, so. I'm glad I'm here and uh, I'm a big fan of the show and uh, yeah. So this is, this is thrilling. <laughs> well, good. Well, welcome to the show officially, Dan. Uh, thanks for, for joining us on, mm -hmm. on this side of the, the camera. It's exciting to, to see you on, on this side. It's a little nerve wracking because typically speaking, I am behind the camera and that's where I, uh, that's where I think I perform best, but yet here, here I am. So. <laughs> here we are trial by fire here. Right. So how'd you get into the industry? Oh boy. Um, well, I would say, you know, from a very young age, I always had sort of a, a, a fascination uh, for storytelling. And that manifested itself in numerous ways from drawing cartoons to, uh, you know, a theater at a young age. And, and uh, as I got older, um, I started to get a little more involved in, in uh, media, multimedia from, from uh, audio and video and photography. And, and um, there was a point in high school where, you know, you start to think about where you're going to go and what you're going to do with your life. Um, hopefully you start doing that in high school. 
And uh, I was a little bit at a loss. And I remember my dad uh, one day was like, hey, you know, you really enjoy technology and you enjoy telling stories. You enjoy uh, performing and entertaining uh, people. And, and um, you could probably make a, a pretty decent career in film and, and video production. Mm. I was like, okay, well, that sounded pretty good to me. Um, you know, so was that like a go out to Hollywood kind of dream or it happened. Nice. It happened. And, uh, well, first was off to film school and uh, I went to a fantastic film school, uh, out in Arizona called the Zachy Gordon Institute for independent filmmaking. I think since it's moved to Virginia, um, and, uh, there I basically entered this, this storytelling filmmaking boot camp, And that's where I really, uh, kind of, uh, initially cut my teeth. And, and then once, uh, once I, uh, graduated from, from that program, it was on to Hollywood and I uh, went to La La Land and started working in, uh, reality television, feature films, music videos, and a whole lot of commercials. And then eventually that, uh, you know, I, I just sort of, you know, moved from, things like camera operation, uh, on up to, uh, directing and producing and, uh, just found this nice little, little, uh, niche in, um, uh, creating commercials for B2B businesses. Mm-hmm. And hmm. what stands out from that time that kind of sets you up for success in what you're doing now? Oh, um, okay. So from, from that, yeah, the experience in Hollywood. Well, what did, what kind of, looking back, what's a thing that you can point to of like, oh, that really positioned me well or, or taught me something special? I say all the characters that I happened upon from the point in which I made the decision that I was going to, you know, tell stories for a living mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to the point now where I, I booted up meticulous image. All the characters that I met, um, uh, directors, producers, actors, and actresses, yeah. uh, uh, politicians, sports moguls, uh, the saltiest of grips and gaffers, and uh, the wisest and most uh, technologically uh, knowledgeable uh, DITs and cinematographers, um, it all, I mean, it's life, right? It all, your past experience culminates into what you are at this, this exact moment. Um, so I guess, I guess all of those interactions and, uh, got me to where I am now in this seat. Yeah. Legend to the pinnacle of life right here. No, this is great. Virginia Gash. Very excited. I'm a big fan of the show. So, uh, so dealt with a lot of characters. How I imagine that's such a good kind of life skill <laughs> dealing with interesting, uh, maybe high demanding kind of characters and, and people. Sometimes. Uh, how, how that kind of influenced you? Okay. Well, all right. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back in time a little bit. And there was there was an element of my life um, uh, years ago, years ago. And here I go into storytelling mode. Uh, my parents came up with this crazy idea that our family was going to live on a boat. Uh, yeah, they. My parents were already very accomplished uh, sailors on the on the Great Lakes, and uh, my father had recently moved the family to the East Coast, to Boston, uh, Cohasset, Massachusetts, to be specific. And uh, he thought, you know what? I think I'm going to take the kids out of school. We're gonna we're gonna homeschool them. We're gonna stick them on a sailboat. And we are going to sail all the way down to Venezuela and back. Wow. And that's right. some, some good dedicated family time. Trial by fire Indeed. family time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, we only had two or three bedrooms on this boat. It was 15 feet wide. It was a big boat, though. I mean, it was about 50 feet or so. Uh, but yeah, we... Uh, and as you can imagine, those miles of going down the East Coast and then hopping over from Norfolk, Virginia to to uh, like the Virgin Islands and then spending some time in the Virgin Islands and then I island hopping down to uh, Puerto La Cruz, Venezuela, and then going all the way back again. And the amount yeah. of time that the characters we'd happen upon. Uh, I mean, by the time I was about the age of 10, I had amazing stories for like, like, so you were young on the boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like the formative years, like yeah. the very important years. And I just like, gained this love for for people mm -hmm. and characters and uh, all different i mean i interacted with all different walks of life uh at a very from from german mercenaries that were hired to guard the venezuelan president at the time to to uh you know these salty sailor types and and uh and everything in between um uh just very uh yeah, it was so strange. And looking back on it now, now that I have like a very domesticated uh, suburban life, um, you know, working and generating material for for businesses. Um, but yeah, looking back on that time, it was it was it definitely was the catalyst for the love of of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's unpack that storytelling element. Well, what is what does that mean to you? What, what is storytelling? Storytelling, okay, well, stories, first and foremost, it's, it's conveying information. Mm. Um, it's communicating. However, once you really utilize, uh, you know, the, the term storytelling, you're, you know, it, it's one thing to convey just straight up information. Mm. Uh, we'll say facts, numbers, and figures, and, and, that is important and that has its place. However, in storytelling, you also need to appeal to whoever you're communicating to on an emotional level, mm. because that is sort of the other half of, of being human. Um, and it's a big half. yeah, you're right. Right. Um, you know, when dealing with and, and working with, uh, marketing directors and, and marketing departments for, for various businesses, um, sometimes the emotional side of thing like falls to the wayside. Yeah. Um, I mean, in business numbers and figures and, and, and facts and, uh, are incredibly important. You can't like dismiss that, but to not recognize the 
other half, you know, which is the emotional side of things of what a, a business does um, and appealing to, to, you know, customers and clients on an emotional level. I mean, that you're, you're doing yourself a pretty uh, significant uh, disservice mm-hmm. by not, by not recognizing that. So, um, so storytelling to me is, is, you know, the articulating information, but adding in an emotional component in order to conjure up relatability mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I mean, marketing itself and marketing and advertising, um, as you know, uh, relating to your audience is crucial. Hey, innovators, is there a way to prepare your company for successful implementation of technological innovation? After over 115 episodes talking with some of the best minds in the construction industry, the answer is a resounding yes. There are building blocks that you can put into place that will form the foundation for your company to successfully implement technology. I have compiled my thoughts from those conversations into a new ebook simply titled Foundational Building Blocks for Successful Tech Adoption. You can download the ebook for free at our website, bridgingthegappod.com. After you have, I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, keep innovating very very important oh yeah um i think marketing is so much more about psychology than almost any other thing outside of psychology you have to to get inside the the mind of your audience and and think like how are they going to be interpreting this how are they feeling this how are they what are their pain points what what, how are they they moving through this space or this, this video whatever you're putting in front of them yeah how are they looking at it and interpreting it? And yeah. And that's, that's sometimes it's very challenging. Sometimes that's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a challenging thing, but, um, but utilizing stories and thinking of all marketing and advertising, uh, essentially as, as a story-based, um, you know, story-based methods and, and things like that, it, it, it kind of helps you navigate that challenge a little bit better and, and uh, yeah, check check all the appropriate boxes, and and ultimately um, appease clients, customers, uh, mm-hmm. um, and and your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why do you think businesses don't leverage storytelling more, and they fall back into that facts, figures, info? Yeah, you know, a handful of times throughout my career. I've worked with business and, and they've just, you know, perhaps they're in an industry that they just don't think that it, it there is a story. They don't think that um, uh, perhaps their products and services don't, don't relate on an emotional. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, certain, certain businesses, uh, certain services, uh, perhaps relate on an emotional level to the audience a little bit more than others. Maybe it's a little bit easier, but ultimately there is a story to be told, to be utilized uh, for companies of all different shapes and sizes, whether you're, you know, a, a, a business generating uh, software to aid in pre 
fabrication of, of uh, hypothetically speaking, right? <laughs> or or you're a, a gear manufacturer uh, in, um, in near St. Paul, Minnesota. It's one of Meticulous's clients, Columbia Gear. Uh, and uh, there, you know, if it's not, if there isn't anything emotionally driven in the product itself surely there's something that relates on emotional level in how that company was founded, how that company got to where it currently is, mm. where that company is going. Um, you know, if, if you, if someone was to, to look at their, their product and think, well, I, I, I just don't think it's, you know, there's much emotionally involved in, in it. Uh, well, who's, who's the product impacting? Is the product impacting people positively? Well, I mean, surely you can, you can follow that, that string to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, positively impacting somebody and somewhere out there, there's a story of how someone's life has been, um, uh, benefited has, has, uh, uh, how a company has has been able to utilize a, a product or service to to um, you know uh, benefit employees. Just, there are story. If you go looking for them, there are stories everywhere. Mm-hmm. Usable stories, stories of considerable value uh, to your business. Um, no matter the industry, no matter the industry, no matter the product, no matter the service. Um, but you have to you have to dig a little. Mm-hmm. And then you have to use the appropriate tools in order to detail that to your audience. My biggest tool is video. Mm. So let's step back and kind of go take the storytelling from the basics. What are some of the the kind of key components when thinking through a story that you have to have in there? When, when trying to locate a story, when it, when I sit down with, with, uh, perhaps a, a, a CEO or, mm-hmm. or a marketing director. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to mine some sort of tale. Um, it's like writing a, a, a story, a paper in the seventh grade. It's the best <laughs> way. And what do you do? You got that. You got to find the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and yeah. the how, if you, you know, sit down and you think about all those elements, uh, just like you did in your seventh grade English class, uh, you are gonna you're you're gonna be able to to conjure up something something uh, useful and significant. Surely within those there there is there is a tale to be found. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you know you can dive into there's multiple different like technical directions you can go, um, and these sort of relate to like script writing and, and things like that. Um, you know, do you go with the sort of three act structure uh, to which the three act structure of your typical uh, Hollywood narrative film mm-hmm. is, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end. And, and uh, that can be applied to commercial video work. It okay. can. Um, so, uh, but yeah, kicking off with the who, what, when, where, and why it sounds so simple and it, it is, it is, but it works so incredibly well. Right. Um, well, it's the basics for a reason. Correct. Right. Building blocks. Right. Um, yeah. Nice. So one of the kind of mistakes that I see a lot of 
companies make. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this if you agree with this. All right, let's see. Putting you on the spot. All right. Uh, is they get the hero's journey wrong and they're putting themselves as the hero and the company telling mm. the story mm. shouldn't be the hero because nobody, that's just braggadocious. Nobody wants to hear you come out and say, we're the greatest. We have, you know, X amount of awards, this amount of years. Those are all maybe important facts and, mm -hmm. and information, mm -hmm. but that shouldn't be the, the centerpiece of the story. The story is the hero journey from the audience's perspective, the audience, the end user, mm -hmm. whoever you're trying to get to buy the product, mm -hmm. they're the actual hero of the business and the, the story without them, nothing really exists. So I think companies putting themselves in the hero spot just makes for a kind of more dull story than flipping it and putting the spotlight on their end user and telling it from that vantage point and thinking of it as the end user is a hero. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, just a, a quick notation on, on the hero's journey. That's mm -hmm. like, that's like one of the oldest forms. Uh, that's like the story from the beginning of time. That's like right. sure. Odysseus and, uh, and, um, and it, it's the hero's journey is almost like in our DNA. Yeah. Um, uh, which to your point, it does make a lot of sense to not place the company or the people within the company, do not make them the the protagonist character. Mm -hmm. Find a way in order to place that onto the viewer, onto mm -hmm. um, the, the audience. This also reminds me of, and, and um, uh, if, if you do not think that a company should be the hero in the hero's journey, then my thought would then be like, what brand archetype is that company? I'm so glad you asked that question. This is a great question. You, I can't tell you how many people don't, and maybe, maybe you guys uh, 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 know about the brand archetypes, maybe you don't. But, but this is another tool that I, I utilize when I'm sitting down and we're, we're trying to come up with uh, the yeah. brand archetype. I mean, would you like to detail what the brand archetypes are? Well, I, I think as far as the, the company, I'll take it from that perspective. If they're not the hero, to me, they're the guide in the story. So okay. if you think of these epic adventures, uh -huh. Frodo is nothing without his Gandalf. Correct. Yes. Gandalf helped I guide see. him. So he's Gandalf's a great character. Mm -hmm. He's not the hero mm -hmm. of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. It's Frodo. So using this example, the end user, whoever we're trying to, the audience, they're the Frodo in that situation. They have to be able, if you're selling a product, they have to be able to see how they can take the ring to Mordo and throw it in the fire. If you position the company as the guide, the Gandalf, we've been there, we've done that, we got you, we're confident, we're going to help you along mm -hmm. the, the journey. Mm -hmm. It makes it more relatable as they're hearing the story and and really subtly kind of placing it in their mind of, hey, you know who I should go to for advice? I should go to this company mm -hmm. because they know what they're talking about. They've been there, done that. And uh, yeah, I just think just by kind of flipping the script a little bit and, and turning the camera mm -hmm. around on the audience, those stories kind of are 
maybe easier to spot and to see than uh, how do I make this product more interesting? Well, yeah. Okay. So, so for those of you, maybe, maybe you aren't well acquainted with the concept of the hero's journey, but uh, the hero's journey is always, um, there's always a guide as you were saying, the guy. Right. So, um, so you mentioned Gandalf, Gandalf in, in Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, let's geek out. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, to Luke yeah. Skywalker before, uh, Yoda, depending on who you want to, perhaps, yeah. Side you want to follow. Well, they killed <laughs> off Obi-Wan. So they had to fill it in with a, spoiler alert, sorry, with a Muppet. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> Morpheus, Morpheus in, in the matrix. Uh, that is the guide character. So what you're saying is, and uh, I think this is brilliant, is that instead of placing the company in the hero uh, spot, uh, place the company within the guide, the one bringing the character, the insight, uh, enlight- bring them along, enlightening yeah. them, right. um, empowering them. We like to throw that word around here. And that's a pretty great way of creating a level of relatability for the, for the audience, because once again, that's like in terms of storytelling as a whole, relatability on an emotional level is of crucial importance right. to uh, a compelling story. Yeah. So I agree with you. <laughs> that's, that's what we got. Today. I agree with Todd. So. Oh, oh, it's not my original idea. I, it's good. Right. It's good. Have, yeah. have you ever done a Miller of story brand? A what? A who? Donald Miller. I don't. I don't. Story brand is his company. Wait. And book. Yes. Yes. I know of this. I know of this gentleman. Uh, I was introduced to this concept when working with a company called, uh, they're now Solo Solo Brands. They're like a big outdoor outdoor equipment company. They make fire pits. Fantastic products. Fantastic products. But yes, the CEO um, for solo brands, uh, John Maris introduced me to, to that, uh, curriculum, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's good stuff. I mean, it's great. Everybody on my team read the book. I have not read it. It's really good. I'm familiar with some of the concepts and the, you should read it. I, you got, you got a copy. It's <laughs> great. I loaned my copy out, but I will get you one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Uh, all right. So focusing in on construction and storytelling, mm. one of the problems that exists in the construction industry is we do a bad job as a whole of telling our own story. We leave it up to other people either because we don't think we have an interesting story to tell or people are just head down doing their job and they don't take the time to look and, and think around of the story or it's just not in the real house. They're mm-hmm. builders and they're focused on that. And mm-hmm. They don't look at it from the storytelling aspect, but the problem with leaving your story 
of the industry up to others outside the industry is they don't know what's going on. And so there's this misconception in construction that the, the technology isn't necessarily here. The, the innovation isn't happening in the industry and it's kind of a, you know, a, a backwards industry, not to create a career in, but you like go there cause you couldn't make it in college and it's your kind of your default fallback, which this isn't like this, this thought isn't like within the construction industry, is it? No, this is outside. Okay. So it's, it's struggling to bring outsiders into the industry, which yeah. we have this huge problem with the uh, labor shortage. Yes. We because do. we have this misconception in construction mm -hmm. because people aren't, I think, telling the story enough to those outside and we're leaving it to people, you know, the, you know, there's such a, a hard college push. I'm not knocking college by any stretch, but not everybody is meant to go to college, should go to college. Some people make an incredible killing going straight into the skill trades. Yeah. So if we can tell that story better and encourage people uh -huh. to tell that story better, I think we could solve a lot of the how much a labor plumber makes? Oh, it's making a bank. Right. In their 20s, too. More than me. I should should have become a plumber. <laughs> should become a con construction worker. No, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I kind of, I guess now I've, I've, I've created material in so many different industries, including construction, that that sort of... I guess we'll say that frowned, I don't want to say frowned upon, but sort of like, but it is true. Construction kind of like workers. Down on it for, it's an old that's stereotype. That's I agree. Dumb. Um, well, I mean, since I started generating material specifically for uh, applied, uh, I mean, it blows my mind. The technological innovations that are, 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 have been implemented into the construction process. I mean, some of them are similar to some of the tools that I've utilized within my industry. Uh -huh. uh, uh, 360 VR video, um, uh, uh, 3D modeling. Uh, uh, yeah, all, all of this is, uh, I mean, this is complex stuff. This is turning, yeah, okay, maybe the construction worker uh, sitting on a, a girder, and a high rise eating a sandwich with his butt crack hanging out, you know, I mean, no, they're turned, they're being turned into, into scientists, into, uh, into uh, computer animators, into, um, yeah, no, I, yeah. So, so what would your advice or maybe encouragement be to those that are maybe a little gun shy in flipping the camera around and telling their story? Well, I mean, if, if, if this sort of evolution and innovation in these particular industries isn't detailed and highlighted, then ultimately the industry as a whole is, is going to suffer. Like right now in the United States, there's a pretty significant labor shortage. Um, uh, it's up to whatever industry uh, you're in to, to, you know, uh, bring others into the fold and, and make, you know, so, uh, don't be shy telling, telling your story. And, and, you know, if you've been working in construction, for instance, for, for years and years and years, uh, you know, you've, you've clearly been doing something, something right. You've created a, a fantastic career and, and, uh, and built a life around this particular industry. 
whoever that is uh, has a story to tell and, and uh, you're doing a serious disservice to, to that industry that has made you by, by not detailing uh, all that has benefited, uh, benefited you. So. Yeah. How complex does it need to be to tell a good story? Oh, well, these days, <laughs> these days, te technology is, is really helping us out. I mean, I mean, there was a point where you're, you're paying millions of dollars to detail a, a, a commercial a story in a commercial just on, on TV. But uh, what do we got? We got Instagram now. That's free. Uh, look at all the characters and, and stories uh, that are industry specific that have, have popped up just through, through those means alone. Yeah. Um, it kind of is just a matter of, of putting yourself out there. Um, if, if you want to be a, a representative for, for that, but you know, there's nothing stopping you and there's I mean, so much to benefit. Mm -hmm. So many others can benefit from, from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So let's kind of shift as we start to, to land this plane. One of our main themes, as you know, is innovation around here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thinking through innovation and, uh, what's something that maybe people get wrong about innovation? Oh, I think, Okay, so I'm going to take the innovation element and kind of make it relatable to to what I know, which is filmmaking and uh, generating uh, business videos. To, yeah. uh, innovation, they relate it so heavily on uh, development and technology, mm. not necessarily development in those that utilize that technology. Um, how many times, I mean, it's, it's a pretty common discussion, um, that robots, computers, technology, innovative, uh, technological items are going to completely replace, um, us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what the future, I don't know if we're all going to wind up in like a matrix world where, where like robots rule or Terminator. Yeah. Um, when Bill Gates not. activates his chip in all of right. us and takes right. over the world. Yes. <laughs> uh, but for the time being, <laughs> for the time being, uh, we need to think of innovation uh, and make sure that we, you know, we don't think of it as, as inhibiting, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, creating a better vehicle to move us our businesses, our industries, uh, forward faster. We're just developing better tools. Someone still needs to understand how to utilize these tools. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, that relates to, to, uh, the trades and, and being, um, knowledgeable in those, mm -hmm. those trades. Um, oh, I mean, sure. we make, okay. This, this device in my hand is a phenomenal camera. It really is. Yeah. They've done an amazing job. Uh, this is not, this is not replacing, uh, a heart who's our, our camera operator, uh, here today. Um, this, this is not, you know, this just allows hearts or any other, uh, camera operator, uh, to go further faster. 
it's just a tool. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool. So um, if there's any sort of concern that innovation is going to render uh, people obsolete, if we all just sort of do our due diligence to remain on the up and up and educated and knowledgeable and have a full understanding on how innovation can benefit us and there, there's no risk of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I, I completely agree. I, the innovation, uh, I love the, the tool aspect of that, that it's not replacing anybody. It, if anything, it, it gets rid of some the, of the more kind of mundane task that Ooh, you might do. Yeah. And allows you, I, I think, more creative flexibility yeah. and, and freedom because you can raise your game and keep pushing the bar higher and higher. Start putting that sort of physical or mental energy towards uh, maybe uh, another element. Mm -hmm. um, expand uh, mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, how do people do find out? Do not fear the innovation. <laughs> That's right. I like do it. Do not fear That's innovation. A, it's a great Embrace it. Great line. I like it. How do also, people... never be complacent either. There, this is the this is the problem with a, a, a lot of people within um, perhaps the trades within a lot you know you wind up in a rhythm and a process and uh, you know it's human nature to enjoy um, uh, patterns and safety and repetition and that sort of thing yeah uh, and that's good that's great to to get on a roll but always make sure that you're you're expanding um, uh, in whatever in a positive direction, uh, in whatever way, shape or form that you have the means to expand, just remain open. Yeah. Minded. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And one of the, the common phrases that we hear all the time in construction is well, we've always done it this way and that's respect it. There's a reason why mm -hmm. people have always mm -hmm. done it this way. Yes. But just cause you've always done mm -hmm. it that way doesn't mean it's the best way. Or that something new hasn't come on the scene That's to upend that. And you got to relook at that. So I think being respectful, we've always done this way, but also open-minded that there could be a better way. Of course, just always be yeah, open-minded. And that whole concern about innovation that I detailed is, is not a concern. Mm -hmm. Nice. How do people find out more information and connect with you? All right. Well, uh, I am one of the lead producers at Meticulous Image Inc., we are a video production company based in Dallas, Texas, but we bring the good Hollywood practices to companies and businesses all around the world. Um, and uh, I don't go to meticulousimage.com, look us up on uh, YouTube or Instagram or, um, yeah. You guys are rock stars that can handle <laughs> a whole lot of challenges. <laughs> Whatever the, the, we throw at you. We love problem solving. And that is what, that's what meticulous image does is, you know, companies have marketing objectives um, and uh, those turn into uh, issues and, and, and challenges and, and problems to solve. And that's where meticulous comes in. So, yeah, I love it. It's been very helpful for us. Awesome. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I remember uh, in MEP force last year, we had this concept of, we can do three simultaneous parties across the country, different time zones. Some places may or may not have Wi-Fi because it's in the middle of a park. We threw it out there like, let's do this television show. And you guys were like, yeah, it can happen. 
Let's make it. Yeah, we okay. had no idea. No, we great. did. We, did. we started, yeah, immediately smooth. hang up the phone. You're like, okay, what did you just promise? Right. Like, uh, multi-stream broadcast, three city, Denver, Atlanta, and uh, Austin. It's like, okay, all right. I think we immediately got, we got a, like instantaneously a crew in, in Denver um, and, uh, and Austin. Uh, and I, we whipped that whole thing together and it was, uh, it was fantastic. It was cool. It was great. It was cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's our first little TV show. Yeah. We'll have to do a reboot in MVP yeah. Force this year. Plug for MVP Force. There you go. Uh, all right. So, so final question for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. What does innovation mean to you? Um, it Innovation is the ability to go further, faster, perhaps, you know, uh, you know more effectively, perhaps more cost effectively, maybe. Um, innovation is growth. Yeah, I guess that's it. I like it. Okay. That's good. Good answer. Thanks for coming in person. It's great to be in person. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We'll have to do another in person sooner than two plus years. Yeah. uh, Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully nothing gets in the way of, (laughs) that's right. Of, uh, of that, uh, happening, but, uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, uh, inviting me on the show a real treat and, uh, yeah. Cool. That's it. It's a wrap. This is the part in the show where it like it, it, it blurs out. And then, um, in the background, you just see us having a nonchalant <laughs> conversation. So just I always wonder what they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe they're not even saying just anything. Stage talk. Yeah, producers will like tune out the audio and yeah. bring in the, the, the voice. You get the, the coffee break coming in. Yeah. Cool. That worked great. Good. And now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take Don't fall into the trap of thinking that your story isn't compelling. Everyone and every company has a story worth sharing. Some may come more intuitively than others, and that is okay. Take time to find your passionate viewpoint. Second take, as Dan reminded, a good story harkens back to our high school English class. Identify the key elements of storytelling and even write them down. Who, what, when, where, and how. You don't have to overcomplicate the process. And finally, It is important to put your audience in the hero perspective, not you. It's far better, especially for a company, to be positioned as the guide, not the hero. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.